Like the cicadas, only a lot noisier, political ads are about to blanket Ohio and other swing states. WKSU's M.L. Schultze takes a look at what's likely to be coming in targeting tone and content in just a few months. And why? We have a country that we're proud of and that we love. And that we're then as First Lady, she helped get health care for 8 million kids. I was one of the chief architects of balancing the budget. In the less than 14 months leading up to the Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary, 133,000 national broadcast and cable TV ads aired. And those numbers from the Wesleyan Media Project don't include efforts to sway hearts and minds in any of the rest of the primaries and caucuses, nor, of course, in the general election. So Ohioans prepare for more, much more. Stop Hillary Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. After John Kasich helped Wall Street predator Lehman Brothers destroy the world Donald economy, Trump belongs in 3 a.m. infomercials. And based on the pattern so far, prepare for more nastiness. That's because of who's doing the spending. On the GOP side alone, ads from outside groups, as opposed to the candidates themselves, are up more than 23,000 percent over 2008. Travis Ridout of the Wesleyan Project says candidates know about the potential backlash to attack ads. But if it's some group, especially a group you've never heard of before, there's no real accountability, no way for voters to hold those groups responsible. Kathleen Kennedy, a lecturer at the University of Akron who specializes in commercial advertising, agrees outside groups make all the difference in tone. If brands could have outside political action committees, we wouldn't want to turn on our TV sets or listen to the radio or hear commercials. Okay. Um, and the final thing we're going to be doing is I'm going to headset on you. Kennedy is in the lab of the University of Akron, adjusting delicate headgear for one of about a dozen people who have agreed to be bombarded for a half hour with political ads and to talk about it afterward. More importantly, they've agreed to be outfitted for eye tracking and EEGs to measure their less conscious responses. She's also watching the tiniest of facial expressions. It's all common stuff in brand research. What she wants to find out is if it works in political advertising, too. Our goal today is to really look at how do these ads perform and what emotional response do they elicit, unrelated somewhat to people's political views. Separate from the biometric reading, she asked people to rate the ads by five measures. How pleasant, important, informative, believable, fair. But the axis of two is what really matters, pleasant and informative. And pleasantness is very much in the political eye of the beholder. For someone like Sherry Rizzoliti, a study participant, Bernie Sanders supporter, and no fan of Ted Cruz. So that one of him, just picture of him there, just revulsion. Then there's Amy Schwann, a Donald Trump supporter who can't stand Hillary Clinton. Um, is there any ad that could be done for Hillary that you could watch without cringing? Maybe, maybe if she wasn't up speaking or if her face wasn't on. But Kennedy says some ads transcend political points of view, both conscious and subconscious. Just about everyone agrees a Bernie Sanders ad set to Simon and Garfunkel is very pleasant and very meaningless. An ad featuring a nearly nude photo of Melania Trump, all say it's out of bounds. Just call him... Lion Ted. And a Ted Cruz ad featuring his increasingly elongated nose wrapping around his neck, most folks saw it as creepy, even if they thought it was true. Both the Lying Ted and First Lady Melania ads are attack ads, the kind most people say they hate. But if trends hold, those are the ones voters in swing states are likely to be pounded with over the next six months. After all, 60% of the ads went on the attack in 2012, more than twice the pattern for 2000. 
Chance York, who teaches political advertising at Kent State University, says the reason is persuasion. You may not, at a conscious level, have your audience saying, oh, I'm really doubting this this candidate now. But at kind of a subconscious level, they're saying, well, you know, maybe maybe there is something to this attack. York adds a huge caveat. That pool of persuadables is a shallow one. Some research has shown negative advertising can only swing about 1% of voters either way. Um, so if you want to attack, attack, attack the opponent, you're not going to get a lot of return on investment. Then he adds a caveat to the caveat. Sometimes in swing states like Ohio, 1% is all you need. I'm M.L. Schultze, 89.7 WKSU.